Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. AJ Rudo Blaze coming to you live as the Avs win this one in overtime. They take it 2-1 to one over the Montreal Canadiens in uh, a game that it feels good for dominance to get rewarded, I would say, for the most part. Really, uh, the, the same sort of problems were creeping up on the Avs in this game, but... They figured it out and got the job done. I'll uh, I'll leave it to AJ to give you the 60-second rundown. Ready? Three, two, one. Uh, I don't remember. What was it? 90 seconds into Something the game? Something like that, yeah. Some dude from the Canadiens that I've never heard of. <laughs> Outskate Derek Johnson. To a, yeah, Richard. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> It's his uh, first goal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dick's first goal. Uh, gives them a one nothing lead as he outskates Eric Johnson to a spot. The Avs, from the start of the second period on, completely dominate the game. Don't get rewarded in the second period. Do get rewarded in the third period when Arturi Lekkanen ties it against his former team. They go into overtime after a sketchy couple of uh, last few minutes there in regulation. Go into overtime... And the ultimate three-on-three result is you go from watching a puck sitting just on, out, just on your goal line with the goalie not right there to <laughs> being in the net at the other end of the ice, thanks to Miko. Not bad. Man, and talk about, like, at the end there, like, it was that mad dash for that puck from everybody. Yeah. That's what led to that, yeah. to that odd man rush. Yep. Uh, everybody sent it. Are we good? All right. See you guys yeah. later. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> we got to get home because of the snow. You guys should see outside right now. Just wanted to explain the dominance in the back second period and onward in this game. Avs gave up 12 shots in the first period. Montreal had eight through the rest of the game. Wow. Including overtime. Including the one in overtime. Second period, four shots given up. Third period, three shots given up by the Avs. Uh, in... Reflection of that, the second period, the Evs had 19 shots on goal, 14 in the third period, and of course the game-winning shots in overtime. To build on to that too, 43-22 to 22 in scoring chances, only 10-9 in high danger. So really good job by both goaltenders in the high dangers, uh, uh, with the high danger, but 43 scoring chances is a pretty solid that's, number. That's like... That's better than pretty solid. 22, 22 scoring chances would be the lowest number wow. that a team averages in the NHL. Yep. So 
good uh, good defensive effort overall. You don't love how many high danger chances were were available for sure, including the one in overtime. But also. Alexander Georgiev. Yep. Um, you know, he's not going to be our king in the game, but that's a guy that uh, continues. He only know. gives up one. He had yeah. a disastrous road trip. That that one and four road trip that they went on. One and th- sorry, one and three road trip they went on. And then they came back home and got punched in the face by Boston. And ever really ever since then, Georgiev has been back to being the Georgiev we saw at the start of the year. I'll take a, a leaky goal in the first over third period goals any day of the week well and like he gets 60 percent of a breakaway goal yeah and then that's literally the only goal that he has given up in two games yep (laughs) is is a is a leaky breakaway breakaway 90 seconds into a game it's one goal given up in two games and since you've so nicely brought us back around to the start of this hockey game hello uh not gonna have a whole lot of negatives tonight don't ever want to dunk on one player too much. It was a rough one for Eric Johnson tonight. And Sam Gerard. Liar. <laughs> I don't think that we'll one's come really across on Sam set. Gerard at all. all right. You're going to come across the yeah. set. He was bad. I, I will throw he Charles Houdon at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing is, with EJ... The skating just isn't there like it used to be. And that's pretty much what led to this goal, right? He's floating on the far side of the ice and just... uh, It's this weird situation when players get old, right? Because they need to understand that they're losing a step and make reads differently than they have for their entire careers. A spot that's normally where, oh, I can get back, is now a spot where he can't get back anymore. So... It's a bit unfortunate for EJ on that part, but these things happen. I do think you need better out of EJ. Generally, he had a couple of slides that weren't great tonight. His offense just doesn't exist right now. It's yeah, tough. Like that breakaway, like you were saying, he was just out of position and he just he can't recover that anymore. Yep. You know. I don't know. It's it's unfortunate, but you need you need smarter decisions from EJ there yeah. to to help the ass. Obviously, it worked out okay. You're fine with it uh, in the end, but in the moment, definitely not good enough. Yeah. AJ, I'm going to ask you this question because I've asked it before. My responses were pretty unconcerned about it. Is there anything to the Avs starting a little bit slow in these games lately? Uh, yeah, they're missing a guy like Nathan McKinnon who helps them set tones in games early on Yeah, by coming out in the first shift, losing the faceoff, tracking a dude down, and going and getting a scoring chance 19 seconds into a game. And that gets the whole bench vibed and blah, 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 blah. Like, missing the impact that that top line has on a game where they get off to such a crazy good start. I do think that it's hurting them. That said, there's no real excuse here for them to continue to come out. And and really, as a team, it wasn't like a super slow start. It wasn't like the, the Canadians were buzzing and dominating yeah. them and any of that shit. It was really a lot more of 
Eric Johnson just kind of lost a, lost track of a guy, and a guy made a better play than him, yep. and that was it. And that was that's the best scoring chance that either team had the entire game. <laughs> it was a great breakout by Montreal there. Yeah, it was it's a, a quick out off the it's boards. A nice play. Yep. Gerard gets caught on a little bit of no man's land because he's not really defending anything. Yeah, but. He also doesn't know that Johnson's has abandoned his post. Johnson's right on there. the other yeah. side of the yeah. face-off like, dot on like the, the other side of the ice. There, the Johnson, yeah. the, the the Johnson is like wildly out of position, yeah. and Gerard is like, "Well, I can <laughs> try to do something here. I can try and back way off of it, uh, but and entice that guy to skate yeah. or." He's gonna do what he did. Yeah, <laughs> and so it, uh, that's a tough play. That's a that's a tough spot for G and uh, for G to be in. But it really that play really is like a like Eric Johnson just gets beat yep. more than anything else. Yep. Well, and he almost gets back too. Like he was it, close. It felt like he could have made a better play on the guy I when he came on. back. I he seems like he closed the gap and then kind of just whacked him with his stick and s- s- fell off him. I don't know. Did you want more there, AJ? Sorry, I was paying attention to my weirdly-ass microphone. I, I know. EJ, the actual play on the guy when he gets back, did you want more there? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it felt a little weird, right? Yeah, I mean... I was going to go with a comparison. How, how are we going to come up with the 11th love one? I was going to go with a comparison and decided to gear that one down. Uh... <laughs> Really just did not provide an adequate amount of resistance in that situation. Agree. Uh, I, to be honest with you, I would prefer that he just... Takes his skates out. Yank Give chain, him the yeah. old fucking tug <laughs> and and make him go through thinking about it. Yeah. Because in a breakaway, I just got to go. I, I don't have time to do any of this. I got whatever. A guy like that who's never scored in the NHL... Mm-hmm. Put him in on that situation, you put him in a penalty shot situation. Oh, he's yeah. going to think about I, it. And yeah. Give him, Ice in the kicker. Well, and, it's exactly the same theory. Yeah. I'd even yeah. given NHL refing, who knows if they even give him a penalty shot. <laughs> yeah, I would have I would have absolutely given him a little nut tug and just seen how it went. <laughs> I would have. Yeah, yeah, stick there it is. Stick to the yeah. back of the I knew skates. you were going to get the 11th love language. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, what do you mean, man? That's physical touch. That's like the <laughs> first love that's one of the. That's one of the first seven, bro. <laughs> Uh, and and you know the other side of that in the moment I'm sure EJ's not thinking well they have the worst power play in the league but it is does happen to be true Mm. Uh, yeah honestly (laughs) literally anything would have been better than touching him and blowing up your own (coughs) skates yeah Yeah. it's tough Uh, of course if he does something like that and the guy scores on a penalty shot, I could be sitting here saying, yeah. just let him go. Yeah, for sure. Fair he didn't enough. have time to make a move. You know, like it, it could very easily build the narrative from that angle as well. I, I, so it's very easy for my sit, seat to sit here and say, I want Eric Johnson to do more. Given really, the, what I want Eric Johnson to do is not lose the man in the first place. Yeah. True. They'd solve it at the be source. In, be in front of the man. Yeah. The yeah. Player. And then, yeah. and then you know, <laughs> like you're trying to... <laughs> Instead of instead of putting out a fire with a fire extinguisher <laughs> that might be uh, past its expiration date, <laughs> you're just not setting it ablaze in the first place. You know? Yep. Good uh, good ideas aren't formed three mistakes in. You're just down the hill at that point. Uh, yeah. 
It's a good way to put it. From there, I, uh, how do you feel about the Avs' defensive performance on a whole tonight? I know you talked about it. There were some high-danger chances given up by Colorado, yep. but on he the just whole... just got danced by Kirby Doc. Yeah, <laughs> yeah low-key bad tonight. <laughs> on the whole, <laughs> are, you giving, bad tonight. are you giving credit to the Avs' defense for the dominant possession, or are you giving credit to the Avs' offense for the dominant possession? I think, I think Colorado's turning it around over the last several games of shot suppression has far more due to do with uh, the forwards and their combination of the guy, Nachushkin and Lekin and the four-checking pressure that they bring. Sure. Um Add in Rodriguez, of course. Uh, their forechecking pressure, their ability to attack, their ability to reload in the offensive zone and win puck battles. To hem teams in, because when you're playing offense, you're not playing defense. But also, their ability to track back and be disruptive in their own zone is what makes this group of Avalanche um, just such a hard team defensively to, to deal with. Because, uh, you know, you add a Landis Cog, you add a McKinnon into that, and, you know, you push some of these guys like Comfort down, who's a good defensive player. Um, you know, it's really, it's really such a good all-around group. And one of the big reasons why you are talking about the Avalanche is, you know, we, we, we wonder if they are on a path to repeating as champions. It starts with the way that the forward core helps on defense and the way that as a unit they make teams work for their offensive chances where yeah there are going to be some breakdowns because the abs make aggressive mistakes because they're always trying to get that puck back as quickly as possible and then fly up the ice with it you're going to make some aggressive mistakes which will lead to some chances but that's where you pay your goalie and alexander georgiev is showing like once again back on the path to this guy might be a real answer and I think that combined with the way that the way that they defend as a team, um, I don't. I, I'm not going to say it's the defensemen because there's more forwards than defensemen out there helping you on any play given defense. time. Yeah. So you know you need you need those guys to come and help. And I think that's really what has elevated them defensively is uh, the the addition that trio, Lekkinen, Nachushkin, and Rodriguez are all such quality two-way players that the the floor of Colorado's play has gone up so much in the last week. Well, and big ups to the coaching staff as Biggie's <laughs> playing. But it's one of those things, too, is like the consistency of having these lines together for a little bit of, you know, for a few games here that they're gelling a little bit mm -hmm. because they are playing that really, really hard forechecking game. Everyone knows where everyone's at. Yeah. And that's it's paying off now, right? Like at the beginning, there was just some there was some big gaps going in it because you're not really understanding what the other guy's doing on your line. But now that they've been playing together, buying into the system that the coaches have put together, you can tell it's it it's hard to play against. Yeah. Would you say Jared Bednar is big pop? Oh, I was gonna say the yeah. same. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> My man, we vibing tonight. <laughs> It, I had to turn it down a little during that watch along. But you, you, you were you were popping off on the watch along <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Look, man, that Christian Dvorak joke was great. <laughs> it was a high level joke. Uh, My joke was better. Okay. About ranting and stick. I'm good with it. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to you, man. <laughs> where, where do you? 
where do you draw the line when it comes to games like this in frustration with their inability to finish and quality play? Because the facts of the <laughs> the numbers are there, right? It had been over a hundred minutes since the Avs' last regulation goal, and that was an empty netter. Yep. You have to add another twenty plus minutes onto that to get their last goal that beat a goaltender. In yeah, regulation. their last their last five v five goal remains the Alex Newhook goal. Yep. So, not I mean, it's, uh, not it's great. The, it's not great. The finishing is just not there right now. It's not that they're not getting chances, though. Mm -hmm. They're getting quality looks at the net, but then they're just putting it in to a chest area every time. And I don't know what's going on there. Like, it, it just can't. This just can't keep up. So, scale of 1 to 10, because that was your question. How frustrated yep. are you? Scale of 1 to 10, how frustrated are you guys with lack of finish? Because I feel like I'm going to be on an island on this. Very low. So, you're frustrated. So... Ted is, I'm, I'm so frustrated. No, I'm asking, I'm gonna, are you very I'm going to rip that thing down, and I'm going to throw it through the window. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm like even keel with it, right? Like Because they are getting uh, chances. I, it's a five because they're I, not I, finishing. I think it's more like a seven or an eight for me, probably. Oh. Okay. Why? Because. State your case. Because of the length of games that this has been going on for at this point. Okay. That, and, and like, I'm not seriously concerned about it. I'm sure they will break out of it at some point. And I understand that the injuries are, are still leading to players playing up in the lineup from real where they really should be. But you have to win hockey games. And thankfully, the Avs did tonight. They're 4-1. They, they, they're playing great on this yeah. homestand. But they're making life harder than it has to be. And sure, some of that credit goes to the other goalies playing well. But you have to find ways to finish plays. It does not matter how pretty a play looks all the way up to the goal line if you don't put it in the goal. Yeah. It's where I'm at with it. I just, and, and uh, it'll come. Again, I'm not worried about it, but let's go. It's been a few games. It's time to show up now. I'm at a one. Yeah, I figured. You know why I'm at a one? Because they won. You made, you made the case. You made the case for me. Okay. We're winning games. Yeah. And that for me, look, we've talked about this lineup. There's the, this is this lineup going to win playoff rounds? No, man. Yeah, they're think, not. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. clear. They're not. But right now, they're good enough to beat teams like the Montreal Canadiens. They're good enough to beat the Philadelphia Flyers. They're good enough to outplay the Buffalo Sabres and have Tage Thompson dunk on them. <laughs> they are they are good enough to scrape by varying quality of teams. The New York Islanders, pretty good team. Yeah, didn't give up any goals to them. The thing, the thing about the well, they've they've only got one regulation goal in X amount of time. All right, well, they give up not a super meaningful goal in that Nashville game in that third period. And I mean, I mean, it yeah, didn't end yeah. up mattering, I mean, so it, that's why it's I'm whatever. saying it's not. It's, it's whatever, yeah. And so they gave up that goal. Then they had a shutout. Yep. Then they gave up one goal again tonight. Yep. You're talking about they've given up two goals in three games. And so if you're going to go through a scoring drought. The way that you can continue to, to live through a scoring drought is to give the other teams and, one of their own. Well, and, that's, and for me, that's why I'm not pressed about it because if they're losing 4 nothing and they're not even coming close, that lack of finish stands out a lot more. It's but true. They're, they're, they are just finding a way. We have talked about, we, we went into the McKinnon injury and said, this is now survival. Yep. Like the most of survival of survivals that it's going to be all year long. You just need to get well, and, through this. And this is this is now where they are. They had a 4 and 1 homestand yep. without Nathan McKinnon while barely scoring goals. 
Would you like to see more? And this is absolutely, of course. But they're in the room that they're in. There is not a significantly higher ceiling of scoring for this group. They're going to struggle to get and, three every single game. And this is without without Mac. This is where my frustration with the lack of finishing is a very acute thing because the rest of their game, it's real hard to have a lot of complaints about for Colorado right now. It to me, it kind of feels like there's two levels here that are unsustainable. One, it's unsustainable for the Avs to play this well and not start scoring more. And two, it's unsustainable for the Avs to keep winning games when they're scoring this little. (laughs) So one of those is going to break. I'm confident that the Avs will start scoring more, even with this lineup than they have been lately. And certainly once they start getting their, their superstars back. I mean, how many high danger chances did they have tonight? It had to be ten. It's ten. Ten. Yeah. So pretty, pretty damn good. It's fine. Yeah. It's not a great number. It's not a bad number. It's, it's a, a ten. Ten high danger. Those are grade A chances. Yeah. You know, for me, it's 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 most of the time it's going to be relative. For sure, they give up ten. Gave up nine. They, yeah. they gave up nine. They generated ten, so it doesn't yeah. feel like a big win. Uh, but. For me, it's it's really like they did create 10 high danger chances. They just didn't finish them, you know? Like, you're really, you're not, that is not a thing that continues long term in the NHL. If you create 10 high danger chances, eventually well, they and, will start to right. fall your and way. It's, you know, shooting percentages on high danger chances are much higher. Even yeah. they're much closer to like a 15%, you know? And so when you score one of 10 or none of 10 for two or three games in a row, you know that there's going to be a game where you might score five of ten. <laughs> as long as you continue to generate them, they will eventually yeah, it's go. Just, even, it's it's just be, not worth losing sleep over. I that's would be for considerably sure. more concerned if they weren't generating them in the first place. Like, you go back to that Bruins game where they generated nine Nothing, scoring yeah. chances. Nine scoring chances. The lowest number that they had generated in a single game since 2016. Since December of 2016. That was... That is a massive concern. Yeah. Nine scoring chances is unfathomably low. Ten high danger chances with 43 scoring chances. You are giving your, you are putting your hockey team in a position to win. In that it, if you could just take those numbers and go game to game and say, this is more or less what we're going to produce, and then add in the excellent defensive results, add in the quality goaltending, they are going to win 70% well, of their hockey games. And, and again, flat out. You, I, I don't know how you don't love almost everything else from this game. You have one pretty bad oh, read from EJ, the song, and you have dominant play from the Avalanche, even if the puck didn't go in as often as you would like. So my frustration with the team very, very low. It's just specifically the lack of finish that I'm frustrated. Totally, with. and like, it's the only area of real criticism right now. Other than they don't, once again, we are back to they don't have a fourth line. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're. And and my personal crusade of Martin Martin Cow continues to pay the price for the sins of being Martin Cow. Yep. Despite Jacob McDonald getting in the lineup for under three minutes of hockey again tonight, the I German just, not much better. I mean, it's, yeah, you're not wrong. I just don't, I don't understand the system from the Avs there, and yeah. It, 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 there's I don't understand. No, the, there's just no trust. I don't there's understand no the trust. mindset of it. Right. Yeah. You're just it, it willingly no playing ten forwards every night. Like, because really, like the you can't call up John Luke Foodie and and Charles and give those dudes six minutes who, <laughs> like, who are giving yeah. you an interesting seven minutes a night. 
Yeah. Nine minutes a night. Yep. They were getting they were generating shots on goal every single game for you. They were doing something other than skating around like a bunch of pissed off veterans who were being disrespected by their head coach. I don't know. Like for me, for me, it's starting to get to the point of like, I I I really think Jared Bednar is a very very good head coach, but this this is a thing that I think is unless he is pulling them aside and telling them ahead of time. Yeah. This is kind of what we're expecting. This is where we are, because even game situation stuff is it doesn't fly with me for this level of ice time. This is well game but, situations like you're still over the six seven minute mark. And then you're cutting because of game situations. I mean, I'd be not, there's no yeah. game situations where you're playing three minutes. Yeah, like, that's hey, good first shift. Now you sit yeah. down. Like, I, I would die to hear the conversations between the front office and Bednar yeah. of like, what's going on there? Is, is Bednar telling the front office, hey, I'm going to play this dude three minutes a night because I don't yeah. trust him. And it should be it should be noted that. Um, there's a roster freeze in place, and right? Stuff like of that. course, so, yeah. the, in the in the moment, the abs are limited by the guys um, that they have. Yeah, but there is a, a did the roster freeze start. I, I don't actually know what day. I it think is. it starts Friday. Yeah, it does start Friday. I didn't know what day it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there will be so there will be a roster freeze in place. But also, I'd have to look at cap considerations and all that stuff. There's as a well. million like, different factors. There are there, things. There but. are things that I'm I'm blatantly ignoring in this conversation. Uh, so if I'm just being stupid, I'm open to that idea. No, but. but I, I like the idea. Like, I, I do think it is. I do think it is a little disrespectful to establish veterans, yeah. that and, and especially a guy like Jacob McDonald, co-captain of the Eagles, yep. on a team that could absolutely like, badly, badly use his help. Um, that that he's just not even getting played. And I mean, we're 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 talking about Jacob McDonald's ice time. Like, this is a meaningful thing it's here. Not, but, yeah. You know, I mean, it's meaningful course, for him. No, but but, it, but if you switch that fourth line out, like. What you saw from Houdon, Foodie, Cout as a line. Something you can actually play. They, yeah. they played them, and they played them minutes. I mean, they yep. were not a lot, but it was six, seven minutes a night, right? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes more than that, even. Uh, on that note, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can find some at your local liquor store. Use the Breck Beer Locator online to get on that. And be sure to get on the nice list. Still a little bit of time before Christmas to get some giveaways from Breckenridge Brewery. We're also brought to you by Illegal Pete's. You can go down to any Illegal Pete's location from 3 to 6 p.m. for happy hour. There are 12 in Colorado and Arizona combined. And you can get yourself a gift card, a little present for the holidays. You get a $100 gift card. They throw an extra $25 on there for free for you. So that's like three free burritos from Illegal Pete's, basically. You're going to want to jump in on that. Go get yourself some delicious Illegal Pete's. There's one just a couple blocks away from the bar. Sometimes a great place to, to go and vibe for a little while. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Second period of this game a little more acutely. Um, the Avs are a really good hockey team. Or certainly they are significantly better than the bottom feeders of the league like Montreal when it comes to process. There is little doubt the difference in caliber of possessing the puck tonight. I I really it's it's great from everyone. AJ, I know you mentioned the the forecheck pressure from guys like Nuke and Lecky. Yeah. Well and they're working the neutral zone too. Yeah, I, for I, sure. Just their two-way acumen. But you see that you see it trickle down the whole lineup. You saw mm -hmm. multiple shifts of Ben Myers just on top of dudes mm -hmm. chasing down pucks in the offensive zone tonight. 
that might be my personal love language. <laughs> watching watching Ben Myers become the guy that that they were really kind of hoping for he would be at yeah. the start of the year because he looked super bad, and then he got down, he goes down, he gets that core injury, and you were like, oh my god, did the Abs finally win a Botch major one, college yeah. UFA sweepstakes? And it's he's not the dude, yeah, he's a bum, and <laughs> yeah, no, it's. He's, I've really loved Ben Myers uh, the last handful of games. Really loved him. And that difference is just, it's so good. Blade? It's so good down the lineup to have that guy helping. Yeah. I uh, Go the other way. The other guy in the lineup tonight, Blaze. Malgan, thoughts? Took a penalty. <laughs> not, so, not so hot. Yeah. Are, we, are we dinging Dennis Mulligan for that penalty? Oh, yeah. So we we did talk about that, right? Like, that happens a hundred times a game. <laughs> How much of that is... For, it's because the Avs had, were up 2-0 in the yeah. calls. Yeah. yeah. And so, it's a third period, and they are dying to give them yeah. one. And he is 15 feet from the ref, and the ref is like, this is justifiable. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I, I won't get dinged for this by the league after the game when I review it. <laughs> and I can say I gave... Montreal, a, a power play. But for someone that com- right. comes in, doesn't really know the system yet, right? Just yep. kind of fresh there. You saw some positive things from him uh, in the defensive zone. That Great, little, quick breakout pass. Yep. Gotta love that. Um, so, you know, things are clicking there. Yeah. It, it feels like this could be one of those trades that just needed to happen. Just maybe change the scenery kind of like gets guys going. Trade makes perfect sense from Colorado's perspective. They yeah. were getting nothing. Ah, home. Well, yeah. Toronto, I'm yeah. just like, okay. <laughs> not, but he had, not, he hadn't not been my doing, pick. But he hadn't been doing much up there either. Not my pick, not my farm. Yeah. So I don't give a shit. <laughs> but he hadn't been doing much up there either. Yeah, but so that changed the scenery again. Yeah, right. But I mean, you're talking about a guy that was playing next to uh, the traitorous swine and <laughs> Mitch Marner, uh, you know, and and. Going from that to we traded him straight up for Dryden Hunt is like, is Dryden Hunt going to take that job? <laughs> Just kind of a kind of a weird like yo-yo yeah. there yeah. That, 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 that they went on. And for me, I wondered, did Toronto put a claim in on Hunt? The Avs were higher in the order. And they got him. And they just wanted their guy. Toronto wanted him. And they thought the Avs, they called the Avs and were like, hey, you putting this guy on waivers? And the Avs were like, yeah. And Toronto's like, well, we don't want him going elsewhere. We'll give you this guy for him. And the Avs were like, yeah, we like that guy. He fits our profile. It's my personal conspiracy theory. (laughs) Toronto put a waiver claim in on Hunt earlier this year. Lost him to the Avs. Toronto wanted to make sure they got their man this time. That helps them in a way that their team specifically would want. Hmm. With that physicality. All right. And Malgan helps Colorado in that they right now certainly are looking for a guy that can maybe min-max you their offensive talk punch a yourself bit. into some finish there. Yeah. You're you're saying maybe we're going from a guy that, you know, has a has a two percent chance of scoring to having a seven percent chance of sure. scoring. Where you're yeah. like, it's still it's not significantly better, but it's better. And right now that's what we need. Fair enough. So I, that's where I am with that. It, it Regardless of whichever guy you're talking about, I just don't. I don't know how you don't love the way the Avs played the, the second two thirds of this game. Yeah, like, I don't know how there could be complaints there beyond well, they didn't score more goals. Right, that's the literal only thing you have to say. <laughs> it's it was just really really good hockey from Colorado until someone had to shoot the puck. They're still showing. Is it, does it still say 2020? It that's still hilarious. says 2020 on there. 
We're going to get this footage once and only once. Uh, and really, it, I know it's a cliche, and we talk about it all the time where it starts from the top, but Blaze, you talked about it. Miko had eight shots on goal tonight. Yeah. It's, it ends up being Lecky scoring the Avs' first goal. Talk about somebody like McKinnon steps out. There's kind of a void of you got to go out there and show what needs to be done on the ice. And he stepped into that position. It's not only just the shots on net. It's the playmaking. It's the, I mean, his forechecking, his hitting. Like, yep. it's all just been times 10 since yeah. McKinnon's been gone. And it's good because McKinnon comes back and hopefully keeps that play up and doesn't just defer to it. He, he has that it, feeling. I, I, I really do want to give Miko credit because... I think at times, especially like if you watch the watch along, we, we got into this a little bit where sometimes Miko does try to do that cute shit. And you're like, that's way too cute, Miko. What are you doing? Yeah. But it's this also the thing that got me dragged on Twitter. There's also like the 12 other plays in the game where he's just bawling out and dominating fools. And it's like, yeah, no, he's actually really good at hockey, too, even if he gets a little too cute at times. Again, yeah. you know, obviously, is the graphic ready? We can just do the graphic now since we're talking. I mean, about is he him. go go gadget? By the way, with the stick, <laughs> <laughs> the stick is different size. Yeah. Like seriously, it's like I feel like the stick is normally that long and it's retractable. It's like an opposite. Go-go well, he also play with like his hand on the blade oh, and yeah, his yeah. second hand halfway yeah. up the stick. All I'm saying might be coincidence as he is of course our king of the game involved in both avalanche goals which we'll get to yep uh miko mm-hmm. scored a ton mm-hmm. it couldn't be that nathan mckinnon's out of the lineup and they need a goal scorer it's because he hasn't done the sand wedge play all right big brain theory Whoa. this is the this on is the, my entire fucking play. point about miko rantanen <laughs> is look at where he's scoring goals look at how his game has changed Look at what he's leaning into that's driving him as as such a monster right now. His playmaking is awesome, but that's he doesn't have reliable finish around him. So he's doing all the goal scoring, yeah. but he's also dominating physically with his size and showing the kind of game that he should be having all the time. Because when McKinnon's around, he falls in love with all the cute shit. Yeah. And he ends up with two secondary assists because... He's the guy that stands down there on a power play and and as Makar and McKinnon do some great shit. And like the guy the guy's talent gets lost when McKinnon is around because Miko defers. Miko deciding that he's gonna be the goddamn man now and is the thing is, yeah. is, is if there was goddamn ever an argument man. if there was ever an argument for breaking up Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen, this stretch should be it where you see Miko saying all right, I'm going to step into the spotlight. Absolutely. I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to make the the easy, the correct play. I'm not going to do all this like fancy, high-end, dipsy-doodle nonsense, and I'm going to go physically dominate everything in the world. I disagree with you on one point. That's because you want to be wrong. Miko is <laughs> not a man. I Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, they need to take... Yeah, it, it's kind of like what? It's like the 2015 Penguins... With Malkin and Crosby, where they start, yeah. Instead of playing them on the same line, they split them up to get more production, and yeah. it, it's kind of that thing, like you were saying, is like he shouldn't be deferring. That's yeah. not his game, well, and, but he does when McKinnon's on the ice because McKinnon just that's that's the game <laughs> that they've played forever. Another example of this back in the day was 
Peter Forsberg on Sackick's left yes. wing diminished yep. Peter Forsberg's so just greatness. Split him up. So they yeah. were best on separate lines where there's not any defense in the world mm. built to just be like, we survived Sackick. <laughs> now it's Fopa. Yeah. There's not any defense in the world that's designed for Nathan McKinnon to come barreling down the ice at them, him to get off of it, then Miko Rantanen to come barreling down the ice on the very next shift. Oh. There isn't one single defense equipped for that, except for maybe Team Canada, and they don't get to play the Avs. <laughs> yeah. So, and with the secondary talent that you have in the Avs now, once everybody gets healthy, right? That is too. And this is not a, this is not a Miko at center conversation no. for me. This is continues to be Miko's doing all of this from the wing. Yep. Yeah. He's played very little time at center this year. Put an Erod. Put yep. a Lekin in with him. Yep. You put Landy and put Nichushkin. You know, you get to you get to oh, split monstrous. You get to split up kind of your problem children, and you put <laughs> adults to be responsible <laughs> around them, and let them let them let the the the, the children off the leash. Yep. <laughs> and say, all right, we'll rein these dudes in when we have to, but, but otherwise right now, we're going to let them yeah. run wild, and we will make up for the defensive stuff along the way. Wild child. Because Love that's it. that's where I think the abs... I, the, this is where, for the first time ever, I'm starting to think, you know, Miko... If this is how you get Miko to embrace being this, is to take Nathan McKinnon away from him, then you keep him on separate lines outside of power plays. Yep. Broke and, the camera. Uh, you, 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 yeah, you, you put them on separate lines outside of the power play, and then you put defensively responsible guys around them who can also be guys that play with talent, which yep. we've seen between Nachushkin, Landeskog, Lekkinen, and Rodriguez. They've got four guys already that can do it. If they want to go get another one, they can. If they want, if they would rather use Comfort than Rodriguez there, I would disagree. But the way that he's played so far this year, you can't really make like a strong current argument for it. Jonathan that's, Taves at 2C? That's Well, this is where the versatility comes in. This is the weirdest commercial, dude. It's very strange, yeah. I'm supposed to get struck by lightning, and now I work for Domino's? What the <laughs> fuck just happened? And so that's where that's that's where I just don't... I, you know, I think that this dominance uh, that we're seeing from Miko can stay, yeah. but these are the lessons that need to be learned along the way. That you have to give him room to do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh by the way, whoever's playlist this is, fucking crushing it. Tonight. It's very good. <laughs> uh, good. Get him on the sticks more often. Look, the Avs, one theme we started to see with their wins very, very consistently, win the special teams battle. Yeah. They score their one on the power play. They kill the one penalty they have to kill tonight. This is, this what a is great where... power play goal, too. Oh, beautiful. This is and this is this is where you're like, look, a, a team that has a talent deficiency somewhere on your roster, when you have an extra guy on the ice, you just have to make that shit count. Yep. You've got to bury that, and it's a great and again, it's a great play by Miko yep. because they were buying that he was shooting. Yep. That's why the forwards collapsed on him and opened up that passing lane. He did that. And he had no intention to shoot that puck. He had every intention to draw the defense in and to put that on Arturi Lekin and stick. And it just happened to be a perfect. Perfect, uh, a perfect thing, perfect up. lane, yep. and a perfect pass, and then lock it in with the perfect finish. And the other thing there is from last year to this year, the bumper play. Thank God there's some separation between the bumper <laughs> it's play. It's not now. the one foot pass. It's not a one foot pass anymore. <laughs> it makes so much more sense. And like you said, 
on a bumper play like that, that's what you're trying to do, right? Yeah. You're trying to draw you're, them yeah, to you're you moving the defenders. to open Lucky up in the middle of the ice, and that's exactly what they did. Worked out perfectly on that one. We are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account. You get $5 bet in on an NHL team to win their next game, and if they do, you get $150 in free bets with that DNVR code. Or you can just follow Blaze's bets. He goes two for three again tonight. With the lucky goal being the big money winner for him. That's what I'm averaging right now. Two for three. I'm, uh, I'm good with that. That's yeah, making money. You're making money on two for three. That's for sure. So get in on it. You can bet on whatever you want on DraftKings. Of course, it doesn't have to be hockey, football, basketball. Uh, someone was betting on lawn darts the other day. So <laughs> you can really bet on anything over there. I'm telling you. Go check it out. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See the show notes down below for details. And, of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by the people over at... Is it it Game Time? I'm pretty sure it's Game Time. It's Game Time. Game Time. Also have a link down in the description. It's going to be what I say when I go outside to scrape off the snow on my car. (laughs) Game Time! (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be me the whole way home trying not to crash, dog. (laughs) Anyway. You're pretty pasty white, but those knuckles are about to be a lot whiter. Yeah, they're going uh, all the way white. Although they're going to be transparent. (laughs) See through to the veins. Uh, (laughs) Game Time, you can use the link in the description like Yaya's showing you right now. Over 15 million people have used it. It helps us out when you go through that link. You can get tickets, obviously, to the ABS, but to any sporting event in the country, basically. You can see where your seats are. They'll show you views of the ice and everything like that. Uh, And you can get deals up to 60% off with Game Time. So you get amazing prices no matter what through them. Check them out with that link to Game Time down below, and be sure to download their app. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh... Yeah, just genuinely dominant. I I don't think we ever looked it up, but there had to be like a 15 to 20 minute stretch of hockey where the Avs just did not even give up a shot on goal to Montreal. I will look it up when I get home. I was going to go through the event log and see what that stretch was because it sure felt like three shots in 29 minutes or yeah. whatever. Like they locked it down the periods two and three uh, and kind of in overtime. It's a little sketchier in overtime. Yeah, I mean, Duran sure, uh, made a great yeah, move. Three and on three is three on three. <laughs> You're gonna have a little bit more going on there. That's, that's what that's uh, that that move is why you give Miko an adult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but look, an overtime that actually ends in overtime for the Avs this yeah. year. Uh, you got right, the right way yeah. with a W. With a, a W. With a not w. w. You're not wrong. It's not. It's not an RW, but it's a row. <laughs> you're, you're still climbing. You take it where you can get it. Uh, Georgiev ends up getting a secondary assist. I don't know if he's actually credit. He should certainly get a secondary it, assist it wasn't, for it. It wasn't upon first look. But Let me look. Right now. It, it, you talk while both of us race to do the same thing. Makes a fantastic save Still on that not. Druid move. Miko recovers from getting torched, takes it up the ice, creates a two-on-one with Devon Taves. Uh, Miko Rantanen is just an insanely good shooter. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know if there's anyone on the abs I have more confidence in finishing walking down like that right now. So I don't get it. Kale McCarr on a good day, maybe, but his finishing hasn't been great lately. Nathan McKinnon, very, very good player. Don't know if that wrister from the outside of the circle is really his game. AJ, Miko, best shooter on the abs by a mile. 
<laughs> Why are you asking me, man? Because I know you're gonna say yes. Yeah, you know that I've been I've been talking about this for like two years, dude. That, all I'm saying is, it's nice when that's the dude walking in to have a little bit of confidence in a guy on a team that isn't finishing very well. I right will now. I will tell you when he walked in when Taves gave him the puck. Yeah, I mean you can watch the watch along. I was like, it's Miko time. Yep. Like you knew you knew like like I said it like he's a fucking Ninja Turtle or something. But <laughs> he, he he just he just walked in and you just knew like you yep. knew he was scoring. <laughs> like you know like we're, we haven't even talked about it, but like this is a dude that could seriously be ch- challenging Milan Hayduks. Yep. You know goals. 50, fifty goals. Yep. It's fun. It's it's really fun time right it's now special. for him. It's yeah. it, the Avs aren't scoring a lot, but Miko is. Mm-hmm. He's just, just okay. Well, I'm just gonna go out and score another goal and make AJ look stupid. <laughs> that's I mean that's all it really takes right now for Colorado. Because again, they're playing great hockey. Besides the scoring, they're they're allowing themselves to win games two one one nothing. Even if they probably deserve more goals than they've got. Yeah, I mean, you look at expected goals. They they had six <laughs> against the Islanders. Yeah. <laughs> now, they had 26 high danger chances in that game. A little out which, of control. Yeah. When I got home, I was like, that's got to be the highest number in a long time, right? <laughs> nah. It's not even the highest number this season. Really? Yeah. You forget how good this Tw- team is when they're healthy. That's <laughs> 20, 28 has happened a couple of times league-wide. It's the highest by the abs in a while. I didn't check all them. But there you go. Man, this team is dangerous if they can... Get healthy. Yeah, I mean, you're talking a team with no Nathan McKinnon, Gabe Landeskog, Bowen Byram, yeah. like no, the, the team lacking those cats, and they had a game in which they won one nothing with 26 high danger chances. Like what? Hockey, those guys were the diff- weird man. You, you trying to tell me those guys are the difference between 26 and 30 high danger chances? <laughs> no, it's the difference between 26 high danger chances and no goals, and 26 yeah, high I, danger chances I think and five goals. The Avs right? actually end up with less high danger chances because they scored on a bunch exactly because there was no fucking rebound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a couple of super chats to get to here. $2 from Kevin, who says the moose got loose. Yes, he did. He's just absolutely a monster I'm right you, now he's for Colorado. No longer, it's no longer a nickname. It is a lifestyle. <laughs> you don't choose the moose life. The moose life chooses you. <laughs> In Soviet Russia. <laughs> $2 from Vaguely Sober, who says, Heart DNVR, be safe with the nasty weather out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be gnarly. If this is our last pod, it was fun, boys. Uh, Same. Appreciate the thumbs down from the one Habs fan who was hanging out with us today. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> Big Habs fan that like wanted to talk shit about how boring cities in Canada other than Quebec City were. <laughs> I mean, sure. It's, it's cool, man. I, all right. If you say tell so. Tell me all about it, dude. <laughs> just don't uh, tell me that Winnipeg's the most boring city in Canada. There's no way that shit that is true. just can't be true. You could say it's bottom tier, but coldest it's, maybe. It's bottom tier. Boring, boring. It's the most boring. I'm sorry, but do they do they have power in Ooh. in Saskatchewan? <laughs> wow, major wow. major city yeah. in Canada. You watch you watch uh, the the Yellowstone spinoff. Uh, what is it? 1923. That's present day Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, Shout out all my peeps in Regina. I love you guys. Another two dollars from Kevin who says Moose Gang. What is it? What is a group of moose? What do you call a moose group of moose? Is, do you really? Is no. that real? No, yeah, it's, I didn't it's think moose so. eye. It's definitely not moose eye. <laughs> a problem. I love it. A problem, yeah. a problem it. is yeah, a, gr- that's that's a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great answer. 
And another last second super chat, two dollars from Ryan. Ryan saying, "Local moose in great mood today." Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? One more game before the uh, Christmas break. Yeah, four one in at home. Nice little stretch. Not bad. I wanna. I will say. I think the threat of complacency for a team that hasn't had consecutive days off in nearly a month settles in real quick. Three yeah. days off. Overlook that one a little bit. Yeah. There's major, major, major. They get bopped six to nothing. <laughs> huge letdown potential. Now you trust that, that this Avalanche group has proven a lot of times now. The last couple of years that maturity wise, they're on a different level. They take things seriously, but they're also missing a bit a healthy chunk of that leadership group yeah. that drives that emotional bus. So I'm just going to say major letdown potential on Friday <laughs> and who cares? Yep. A four and one road trip yep. or a four and one homestand. You're six, four and one in December. You really You're doing fine at the moment. You really don't care about like the Preds having points. Yep. Um, they're not like a team that's really on your serious radar yeah. here. Yep. You're pretty much chilling. And as we learn, as, as, as I tweeted out, um, you know, the numbers for it, you know, Matt Duchesne score, Nicole. Oh yeah. Guaranteed. So you, you gotta, you gotta get, you gotta get at least two on Friday. And I don't know if that's happening. <laughs> well, what'd you say the score was going to be? Six. Nothing. I said, I said it could be like six, nothing. Like, so he'll like, score the fifth goal. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's true, but wow. On that dig, we're going to get out saying, of here. I've seen the show before. <laughs> oh, my God. We appreciate all y'all hanging out with us. Hope y'all stay true. safe with all this cold weather as well. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with our 1 p.m. off day show. Hope y'all will tune in for that. Until then, we'll talk to you later. <laughs>